coronavirus was at first a Chinese problem, and it was presented as similar to a seasonal flu. In time, it has shown itself to be far more contagious, and in places like Italy that are deeper into the crisis, the healthcare system is being completely overwhelmed. To try and lessen the load on healthcare systems, country after country are having to lock down their populations. With the virus now in almost 200 countries, curfews and wartime legislation are being instated all over the world. What we are witnessing is truly unprecedented. Welcome to Bible in the News. This is John Billington with you this week. We say that it is truly unprecedented. The like has not happened even in World War II, even in World War I. Populations would feel the crisis on the front lines, maybe in their home countries. In places like the United States, business as usual for much of the nation. Let alone every nation around the world beginning to feel a crisis within weeks of each other. We speak about the fact that we are in the last days. And signs that show this on the, uh, we talk about signs that show this on this program uh, frequently. In those last days, the prophecies such as Ezekiel 38 give us a clear picture of a great northern confederacy of nations hostile to Israel. In the same prophecy, we have the picture of a southern alliance of nations south of Israel, including Tarshish, from again, that's Ezekiel 38, which we have spoken about again many times, being Britain and her young lions, or national offspring, standing alongside Sheba and Dedan, the southern Gulf nations. For this reason, I was born and raised in our home to expect the day when Britain would leave Europe as, uh, as prophecy, Bible prophecy, put her on the other side. And maybe most importantly, prophecy after prophecy is clear in the scriptures that the Jews would be coming home. Today, Russia has started to become an expansionist nation, again, once again. She's tried it before, and many nations have tried it against her. But Russia has been on the move. Georgia, Crimea, eastern Ukraine, invited into Syria. And now we've seen Britain begin to remove herself from Europe. And that battle, wild battle, is still not over yet. And again, most importantly... The Jews are back in the promised land, living on the mountains of Israel. There's many signs that tell us we're in the last days. But I really think almost none more than Israel. We're now looking at a nation that was once uh, a barren wasteland. And it's a land that's now been brought back to life. Lifeless hills and valleys are now producing wine, dates, and all kind of fruit. The Jewish people that have wandered for millennia are rebuilding those waste cities. So now you can visit the village on Mount Gerizim, Bethel, Shiloh, Hebron. The question is, what else are we going to see come to pass before the Lord Jesus Christ returns, as Acts 1 verse 11 and 3 verse 19 and 20 show, and many other passages as well? Will we see a northern confederacy of nations led by Russia, along with the Vatican, come together further? There's no question Europe and Russia will come together. Will we see that? Will we see Britain and the United States be brought further into the southern Gulf? They're there somewhat. It's expected that we'll see them uh, go back into that area uh, again on a significant level. 
Will we see it? Will we see the temporary peace come to Israel? We may, we may not. One thing for certain is, however, that we are in the last days. And that we are in the last days makes the events surrounding the current crisis even more intriguing. There is no doubt the Lord Jesus Christ, with whom all power has been given, is at work. And I don't believe there's anything that we can point to now in the prophecies, in Scripture, that, that must happen before we are taken away. There's a, we may see more. We may see Constantinople fall to Russia. We may see it. We may not. The, this, this, though, I mean, look, at Psalm 9, verse 17 is clear. The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. You know, we are in a point now where our whole world has not just forgotten God, they've turned against His Word and become morally Sodom and Gomorrah. And make no mistake, judgment will and is coming. You know, the truth is our world is sick, morally, spiritually, and physically. And for most of us, unless we're in the healthcare, uh, in a healthcare job position, whatever, or in a position of essential work, for a time, we don't know how for how long, we're being taken out of this world. Not only that, but during this time, kind of interesting, the pollution of the world is also being held back, literally. The skies above many major cities are now almost clear. I don't know if it's exactly, but, you know, close to what it would have been like before the Industrial Revolution. If you look at some of the satellite pictures above China, uh, and above, you know, some of the larger industrial cities that are now shut down, the before and after is absolutely incredible. And in Venice, Italy, the canals are now flowing crystal clear. You know, these, it's just sort of a little, you, know, you notice that and you think, oh, well, that's, it's kind of nice. But you know, the pollution of sin that has overtaken our world is also being held back. You know, during this crisis now, all of a sudden, clubs, theaters, bars, casinos, even restaurants, all it closed, shut. Um, you know, our brethren in New Jersey are now living under curfew. You know, this is, this is the situation that is slowly going across state after state, province after province, nation after nation, laws further and further to hold the population into their homes is coming in. And for this time, we're being brought into the quietness of our homes to think, read, and consider why is God giving us this time? You know, it's it's quite amazing. As we started off, we said it was unprecedented. There have been other times in Scripture, though, that God's people have been hidden away. The first example that we will mention was the time of the Great Flood. Noah had done all he could to warn the world, but they simply rejected his message. When the time had come, Noah and his family went into the ship and God closed the door. Inside that ark, inside that vessel, was a refuge that was provided by our God. And there he is saving a small remnant while his judgments literally poured forth. The next time we come to this, I believe, is Exodus chapter 11. 
at least the next time that we're going to consider here. Exodus chapter 11. It's in the time of the great exodus of God's people from Egypt, and specifically the night of the Passover. After nine previous devastating plagues, we come to chapter 11 and verse 1. And it says, The Lord said unto Moses, Yet will I bring one plague more upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. Afterward he will let you go hence. And that plague, we know, was the death of the firstborn of Egypt. And in verse 6, God tells Moses, And there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there was none like it, nor shall be like it any more. On the night of the Passover, we find in Exodus chapter 12 and verse 21, what, what Moses from God instructs the children of Israel. It says, Then Moses called for all the, chil- uh, sorry, the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. And ye shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and upon the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come unto your houses to smite you. You know, there it is. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house. They were, for that night, in lockdown. But you know, in those homes, in Egypt, a country seemingly far away from the promised land, they were safe, hidden away, and covered by the sprinkled blood of the Lamb. And in the quietness of those homes, they would share a meal with the staff in their hands and their coats, their coverings, on. But outside, God's judgments went forth, and the cry of Egypt went up. And in that night, the children of Israel were led out of Egypt into the wilderness south of Israel. It was for the people a night of redemption. It speaks to this in Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 8. But because the Lord loves you, and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand, and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. There they are, redeemed, a people redeemed. And here we find ourselves all at home, or increasingly at home, as the world grinds to a halt. What is our God doing? Is it the beginning of Almighty God's judgments? That's a question. Is it possible that God is preparing to take his people away? It is a lovely thought, but it may be that we have to be in the world for time longer. Regardless, in the time we have left, and especially in this unique time that we have in our homes, with our families, with those that God has put us with, how are we using the time? During the time of the Passover, the children of Israel were to use the time to teach their children. That night was not a night of just hanging around, having a good time. It was a night of learning. 
Exodus 12, verse 24. And ye shall observe this thing for an ordinance to thee and to thy sons forever. So they were supposed to, you know, he's, God is saying, this is not a one night. You're going to redo this every year. And he says, it will be an ordinance to thee and to thy sons forever. And it shall come to pass, when ye be come into the land which the Lord will give you, according as he hath promised, that ye shall keep this service. And it shall come to pass, when your children shall say unto you, What mean ye by this service? That ye shall say, It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt, when he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses. And the people bowed the head and worshipped. So no, it wasn't a night of Netflix. It wasn't a night of YouTube video after YouTube video. It was a time to reflect, to remember the salvation of the God of Israel. It was an opportunity. It, God provided these, these, these times uh, in the feasts and in different times in Israel that they were learning opportunities. And I suggest that the time that we've been given now is just exactly that for every one of us a time that we could be brought closer to our God, to be gathered around His Word, and to fill our homes with praise to Him. Now, I know it's easy to get lost in the world of YouTube. I mean, it's designed to do that. I mean, you, you'll be clicking on things, you think, what am I watching now? It's, it is, as uh, there, was a, there was a Christadelphian that used to say of television, he said, it was uh, uh, Harry Tennant. Uh, he used to say, TV made for sinners by sinners. And I think, to be honest, majority of what is on the internet is the same. But, we, you know, it's easy to get sucked into. Well, you know, it's it, if we could, you know, this natural world, uh, as it is now getting a break from the pollutions of man, let's, let's try and purpose not to bring the pollution of man into our own homes. You know, and... Another thing that's, I think, is just quite amazing. You know, for any mums out there that have always wondered what it's like to homeschool, whether it would work or not, this just may be your chance to give it a whirl. You know, in Ontario, where we live, the government is rolling out a homeschooling program for kids right all the way from kindergarten up to grade 12. And I say, if the opportunity presents, let's give it a try. And many families think it's not something they can tackle. Well... Pray to God to give you strength to look into it. You know, it I and I. This is something that uh, that we now, you know, we we do with our children, school at home, uh, and I, I. It is it is not always easy, but I promise it's not as bad and maybe as difficult as you think. Some people think that they think, well, I can't produce an Einstein. Well, just slow down and give it time because it's quite amazing what can be accomplished with curriculums that are available. And you know, with with the help of some, and you know, maybe they don't, maybe they don't learn all the things of science or whatever else. Do you know what? They will pick that up as needed. How much do I remember of science class from when I was a kid? Extremely little, if you don't keep your, you know, keep your mind in it. But it is a big sacrifice. But I can honestly tell you, in our in our home, we love it. Now, some people think. They don't want to raise their children in a bubble. Eh, well, do you know what? It's actually my brother Daniel recently commented that it's not raising them in a bubble, it's raising them in a greenhouse. And regardless, right now, for all of us, <laughs> we're in a bubble. 
uh, and we get the opportunity to make this bubble into a greenhouse. Turn for you know we'll turn to uh, for another 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 passage in scripture that talks about this um, the people of God being hidden away, and I think it's an incredible passage Isaiah twenty six, and it was actually a passage that my brother Dave recently commented on. Um, and I also heard another Jewish comment, uh, commentator uh, just this week refer to it as well. And I think it's amazing because all over the world, different ones are turning to their scriptures. And they're the same passages that God's faithful have poured over for thousands of years. And here we are in 2020 looking at the same passages. And it's a beautiful chapter. And in fact, it's a song. And it's a song for God's people, the redeemed. Um, Isaiah 26 and verse 1. In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Open ye the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. Thou wilt keep him him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever for in the Lord Yahweh is everlasting strength. For he bringeth down them that dwell on high. The lofty city he layeth it low. He layeth it low even to the ground. He bringeth it even to the dust. The foot shall tread it down, even the feet of the poor and the steps of the needy. The way of the just is uprightness. Thou most upright dost weigh the path of the just. Yea, in the way of thy judgments, O Lord, we have waited for thee. The desire of our soul is to thy name and to the remembrance of thee. With my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. For when thy judgments are in the earth, you hear, listen to this, when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. This is the purpose of God, that when his judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. May this be the beginning of that time. But actually, if you look in verse 10, it says, Let favor be showed to the wicked, yet will he not learn righteousness. In the land of the uprightness will he deal unjustly, and will not behold the majesty of God. And I believe it. The world is now so far removed from God, they are blind to his hand. It is going to take a lot. You know, I look at, you know, it's, it's the passage, you know, good has been turned to evil and evil to good. Our world is so corrupted and far from God, they barely know what good is. And verse 11 continues, Lord, when thy hand is lifted up, they will not see, but they shall see and be ashamed for their envy at the people. Yea, the fire of thine enemies shall devour them. In the end, as this passage says, they will see, but it will only be through terrible judgments and open divine intervention. But come down to verse 20. Absolutely a beautiful verse. Come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed. For, behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. You know, 
Dave was commenting on this verse 20. Come out, uh, come my people, enter thou into the into thy chambers and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed. And he commented that Israel, the nation of Israel, had been closed off from the world. Do you know, in, 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 in one week later, less than one week later, many of us are being slowly closed off from the world. And I, I truly believe, without a doubt, this is the Lord's doing. And whatever God has in store for us, and whatever comes of this plague, let's use the time we have to draw near to Him through reading and study of our scriptures, prayer, and reaching out to each other. And may this be the time when the Lord, when Yahweh shall arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her, yea, the set time is come. And you know, if you look at verse 19 of Isaiah chapter 20, what did we say, Isaiah 26, you look at the other context, and it's the resurrection. We are on the edge of incredible events like this world has never seen. And how much do we want to fit into that society that God is building? This is the society that the apostles, that the prophets, that the faithful long ago, the fathers, Abraham, it says in Hebrews 11, they looked for a city. They looked for a society that was had foundations made by God. We too look for that city and for that society. But do we ever want to fit into it when it comes? While well, we have some time now in these, in these strange days to be able to draw nigh to God. So, I hope you enjoyed our Bible in the News. And come back next week for another edition on www.bibleinthenews.com Again, this was John Billington. Take care. <music>